Really, really appreciate everyone being here. Uh, don't forget, we also uh, pump the show out to Spotify. So if, if you miss uh, listening live, you can always listen to past episodes. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, Clemente is going to post those links. Um, can't wait to, uh, to, to chit-chat some more and hang out. I'm looking forward to seeing some of those tips that you all use to avoid or deal with burnout. So uh, smash that purple comment button. Uh, and share your tips um, for how you personally do that. Um, uh, one thing that I'm trying to do more of, I'm, I'm not successful all the time, is I'm trying to put my phone away. Uh, it's kind of 6 p.m.-ish, so I don't you know, go down the Twitter rabbit hole. Um, but I'm only successful <laughs> disciplining myself about 33% of the time, I would say, on that. Um, also, meditating in the morning. I, I just use the Headspace app. Love it. Um, and uh, meditation has become a big part of my method for dealing with burnout. Uh, but looking forward to hearing from you all. So if you're new to the Daily Dose, welcome. Um, uh, we really appreciate you stopping by. If, you, if you're if you a Daily Dose OG, love you too. Thanks for being here. It, we want this to be a space for for everyone that's interested in Web3, curious about Web3, whether you have NFTs or not, uh, whether you're old school or not, uh, you're welcome here. Uh, we want this to be a friendly, educational, supportive uh, space. Uh, so glad you're here. Um, we're, uh, we're doing the show every weekday, uh, 7.30 a.m. Pacific, 10.30 a.m. Eastern. Happy that you're here. All right. Um, Drift, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Hey, good morning, Ryan. I've had the most good morning. Uh, chaotic time getting to this space. I was on my way. <laughs> I, like, looked at – looked Yes, brief story time i every week i check the weather in different cities for like specific conditions i want to shoot in and i saw um a really good weather shooting opportunity and so i was driving up the coast to maine to shoot and uh last night and something flew through my windshield while i was driving yes and so i had oh my god you okay? Yes, I'm fine. I'm here for the space. I had a pretty chaotic accident, but I'm all right. And um, now I holy shit. Uh, yeah, I'm glad you're okay. I'm jeez Louise. I'm good. So now I am. I am. I am stuck four or five hours from New York and and finding my way back home. But I stopped at the airport here uh, to, to 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 hop on the space. Because I was like, oh I woke God. up and I was like, oh man. We appreciate you. I was, like, I was like, I've got the space today. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just hop on when I get to the airport. So here I am. Jeez Louise. Well, thank you for for going through thick and thin to be here with us. We appreciate you. Um, and geez, I'm glad you're okay. Uh, was it like a bird or a rock? Like what came through I'm your windshield? I'm not even sure. Like it smashed my entire windshield. And um, Jeez. yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you're okay. And glad, and glad you're here. And next time, if if you went through an accident, and you want to, you know, be on the show another day. Just text me. I, I, I will. <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. Like I was just, I was dealing with so much. So, but it's okay. It's all good. All right. We're glad you're here. Glad you're safe. Um. So, y'all, we're gonna be chit chatting to drift a little bit later about photography, NFTs, and and all the amazing things he's learned. Um. I just have massive respect for him uh, as an artist and as a person. Um, so glad it's here. All right. We're going to, uh, uh, try to provide as much value and education for you as we can, as always. And one of the ways we do that 
is by making sure that you're up to speed with what's going on in the NFT market, the Web3 market. Uh, and we're friends with the Mintify folks. I've been a huge fan of their app forever. Uh, I use it myself personally, and it's just the best uh, tool for pro NFT traders. Uh, they've got a lifetime NFT pass. Uh, on. Uh, you can find them on mintify.xyz. So they're friends of the show, provide a lot of value uh, and their sponsors. So we appreciate uh, them being here. Uh, take it away, the voice. Is the market up? Is the market down? Let's find out as we look at the market daily report brought to you by Mintify, the NFT terminal for pro traders. Mintify. Appreciate that. Thanks to the voice. Uh, take it away, Mintify. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you for that. As always, uh, let's get you this uh, market update for today. The total 24 hour volume, 41 million down a little bit from yesterday. Highest sale, 272 ETH for CryptoPunk 7641. The top collections for volume, SewerPass added again at number one, 5K ETH traded, floor price of 2.08 ETH, bouncing back a little bit, up 43%. Board Ape Kennel Club at number two, 1.87K ETH traded, floor price of 7.6 ETH, up about 9%. And Hezbollah, number three, 1.18K ETH traded, floor price 0.124, up 65%. The top gainers, Hezbollah, 65% up, and Shredding Sassy, up 51%. Top losers, Pencil Case Project, down 68%, and Cookie Cats, down 29%. The noteworthy market updates. Chase CEO Jamie Dimon is skeptical that the Bitcoin supply is capped at 21 million. L'Oreal's NYX professional makeup is uh, set to establish an online incubator in the form of a DAO. And John J. Ray III is looking into potentially reviving FTX. While Ethereum, well, crypto in general, bouncing back to the middle side of the range, still consolidating on the highs, Ethereum right about 1564, up about 1.8% on the day. In just a moment, I'll pin up this market update as well as the thread we dropped yesterday regarding the pros and cons of crypto regulation. That's an interesting topic to me, especially personally. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, Mentify. Thank you. Yeah, I'm looking forward to reading your thread on that. Um, appreciate you all sharing in the comments uh, that little purple button on your uh, mobile phone screen, uh, how you deal with burnout, how you avoid burnout. Uh, heard from Barry Gladiator LX. Uh, they said, spending time with my fam and kids outside always helped me reset and refresh. Uh, Victor G said, take a break, vacation, yoga, workout, hike. Uh, love it. Uh, Kenny Powers uh, and their tip for avoiding burnout was exercise regularly. Definitely keeps my stress levels down and always makes me feel 100x better afterwards. Your health is your wealth. Uh, and as you all saw this morning, I had a little workout this morning and uh, had a little barf afterwards. So it was kind of, kind of, kind of, it was an intense workout and I, and I didn't eat any food beforehand. So, you know, pushing my limits probably too much. Um, so maybe don't do that. I don't know. Uh, Juniverse, uh, they said, I make it a weekly practice to disconnect from everything by going somewhere with no cell service. 99% of the time, this involves going to the mountains or any nature spot. There's a really pretty picture uh, of uh, a snowy uh, sort of mountainside scene. Um, I totally agree. Like sometimes I just go out and not take my phone, like period, just so I can't access it. And it is so refreshing. 
Um, so love that tip. Um, let's get to our next uh, segment. Um, as you all know, uh, I think it's important that we're all up to date on the important news uh, every day. And uh, Lucky Trader uh, is our, our sponsor and partner on that. Um, I love uh, their service. I've been using it for a long time. I trust it. Um, I think they have great coverage and a good team of analysts. Uh, they've also got a, got a great uh, daily space just before this one called the Lucky Lead-In at 10 a.m. Eastern. So make sure to check that out. Um, let's welcome to the show, The Voice. Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader. What stories are moving the market? The Lucky Trader app brings you trusted NFT news anywhere you go. It's the Daily Dose News. Here's Lucky Trader. Lucky Trader. Thanks, Voice. Uh, over to you all at Lucky Trader. Man, I love the new intro voice. It's so good. All right, everyone, good morning. Welcome to Lucky Traders' top news stories for today. NFT market volume pushes over 31,000 ETH as Yuga takes the top six spots on the volume board. Sewer passes lead again after widespread community sentiment that the Dookie Dash game is actually fun with the passes jumping 20% on the day. Blur has pushed the date for airdrop 3 to February 14th, now a Valentine's Day stimulus. The Blur team said, we know this is past our initial estimate of January, and we're sorry for the delay. We're trying new things, and the extra two weeks will allow us to deliver a launch that hasn't been done before. World of Women announces a new community-based committee to, to drive more involvement in future project decisions. The committee launch provides an opportunity for the community members to work closely with the team and give feedback on initiatives, contribute to the project, and amplify and communicate the progress of these initiatives. And this is now the second example of these committees following uh, the Guttercut Gang. A former lead at the Gagosian Gallery is opening a generative art gallery called Tonic.xyz to help traditional artists bridge the gap into the digital art space. Tonic is, is dedicated to merging the physical and digital through Web3, and in addition to helping artists mint their collections, Tonic will also work to help uh, onboard non-crypto native buyers and other individuals who come from the fine art world. And last, <clears throat> MoonPay has acquired the Web3 creative studio Nightshift in an effort to provide more end-to-end -end support for onboarding new companies into Web3. Nightshift, the Web3 creative agency that has previously worked with notable NFT projects, DGENs, and Atabomb Squad, has rebranded to other life in the acquisition. And MoonPay Enterprise President Keith Grossman had this to say, what Nightshift has done really well is show people what Web3 experiences can be and how they can deepen brand engagement. And at the end of the day, if you can show clients how they can be more successful, they don't care if it's Web 1, Web 2, or Web 3. They just want to be more successful. Moonpeg keeps making big moves. Definitely one to watch. That is it for today, Ryan. Back to you. Thanks, Lucky Trader. Appreciate y'all. Um, so I want to uh, say hi to some of you in the audience. Um, scroll down, see who's here. Throw me a wave. Uh, just want to say hi to some friends who stopped by. Barbie, good to see you. Uh, Brandon Riley, thanks for coming. Uh, uh, Rafa Simon, I see you waving at me. Thanks. I'm going to scroll down, say hi to some friends down here. Luffs, Luffs.eth, hello. I uh, appreciate you waving at me. Uh, Rockstar Dan, as always, loyal daily doser. Uh, Free fly, good to see you. Uh, I'm going to scroll down. Uh, hello, Jimmy Hopkins. Thanks for being here. Uh, going to keep scrolling. Give me a wave so I can see you all. Uh, all right, Jefferson, thanks for stopping by. Uh, the Lawn Wrangler, I'm going to follow you back. Uh, I'm curious, how do you wrangle a lawn? Um, that sounds fun. Uh, Laver Dude, uh, thanks for being here. I'm going to follow you back. Uh, Bella, hello. I'm going to scroll all the way to the bottom. Oh, my God. This is so great to see you all. Uh, NL Sora Jock, 
Good to see you here. Um, it's just fun to see you all. I appreciate it. So many friends in the audience. Uh, thank you so much for spending 60 minutes of your day with us. It means the world to us. Um, and I, I just want to encourage you that the Daily Dose community uh, is going to be stronger and better for you if you connect with each other. Um, so please look for your neighbor in the Twitter space. Say hi. Reply to them. Follow them. Um, and, uh, and if you can keep doing these IRL meetups, we're starting to see them happen around the world, uh, which is awesome. So, um, fun to see you all. All right, let's get started, uh, with our chit chat with Isaac, uh, the famous drift. Um, Isaac, thanks again for being here. I know you went through a lot to be here. Uh, so we appreciate it. Could you, for those in the audience who haven't come across you before, could you uh, give us kind of a 60 second intro on you and your story? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so uh, my name is Isaac Wright. The art world just knows me as Drift. I have been a photographer for five years now. And um, I served on active duty in the Army uh, for six years, coming out of high school in 2014. Um, retired out of the Army in 2020 to pursue photography full-time. I... Um, was at one point arrested for my work after climbing the tallest building in my in my city and photographing it um, because of my military background and racial ambiguity or being racially ambiguous it turned into a nationwide case um, went through the last two years um, fighting through five state cases um, at the hands of one detective. I won all of them. And in the process, um, my work emerged in the NFT space and fine arts world. And um, yeah, now I'm, I'm continuing my work and uh, making a documentary and other things. But uh, that's a very, very, very small bit of my story in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. Um, I can't wait uh, to see the documentary. Um, so really, really excited about that. So um, everyone, listen, I came across Jeff Drift's work uh, a while ago, and he uh, did a very famous uh, series called Where My Vans Go, um, and they are striking. So so Drift has this amazing ability uh, to climb buildings. Um, and uh, so he would scale to the very top of just the... The, large, the tallest skyscrapers you can imagine and photograph down with his shoes in, in the photo. And they're just amazing. And every time I see him, I, I like, I start sweating a little bit, <laughs> freaking out. Um, and then he does the, of good Clemente uh, just pinned it. He also does these videos where he says, you know, can I get a vibe check? And it's his feet like hanging over these precipices. And I just lose my mind. I'm, I'm so afraid of heights. So I respect that, um, like unbelievably, but, but not just for that. It's like for the, the artistry, the bravery, um, the style, the creativity, it's just freaking awesome. Um, and, uh, I, and I just have so much respect for you, Drift. The the fact that you pushed through all of these, uh, you know, systematic barriers, uh, and still, um, you know, create amazing, beautiful art. And, uh, I just awesome. So let's kind of, um, dive in a little bit. Um, I want to, uh, talk about photography NFTs. Um, so I would love the audience to learn a little bit more about your process. So, um, how do you decide 
which photographs you're going to release as NFTs. Uh, how do you decide uh, the supply? You know, how do you approach an NFT project as a as as a photographer versus you know an illustrator or designer? Well, yeah, I think you know when I first got into the space in 2021, one of my biggest things was I was not seeing collections. I was not seeing very many um, like photography collections and. I really wanted to um, put a collection out, you know, because I saw people putting out one of ones here and there, and I think that's awesome. But I just felt like there might be more with, uh, you know, putting out a cohesive uh, collection of one of ones. So um, in August of 2021, I released Where My Vans Go, which was something I had been working on as a book idea for three years up to that point. And then I figured, you know, I had just gotten into NFTs and I figured like, why not just take a chance and mint it as a collection? I was so brand new to the space and didn't really know um, if it would work or not, but it was just like, okay, I had shot this collection in a certain style with, you know, certain shoes and everything like that. And so I was like, okay, this just makes sense to, it makes sense to put out in collection format. So got it. That's where, that's why I decided to release where my vans go. I mean, along with just, you know, at that time, like needing to get my art out in the world for what I was going through, um, you know, uh, but the thought process behind it was very much like I had built this as a book idea. It was cohesive. And I felt like the space did not have much of that at the time. I mean, outside of twin mm. flames from, Justin Abersano, like there was not many other photography collections. No. So no. that's why. It felt like it was you two basically that were really well known. Um yeah. I mean there's you know some other famous fires like a John Knopf and, and, and other folks are doing great work, but um your work is so striking. And I mean uh, and everybody listening, it's pretty bonkers. You know, the floor on where my vans go is thirty seven and a half ETH. Right. So, uh, you know, Drift has established himself as one of the, the premier uh, photographers in the NFT space in the world. Um, now, how important do you think it was that that collection had a theme uh, that that visually everybody knew it when they saw it that, oh, this is a piece by Drift? Do you think that mattered or is that not important for photographers uh, in the NFT space? Um, I'd say more important than theme is just style, you know, like you can look at certain people's photos and just know that's them, you know? And um, I think that's incredibly important, you know? Like, if I look at, like, a piece by Monaris, who's an awesome photographer here, I know it's a Monaris piece, or, like, uh, Samantha Cavey, you know? Like, another incredible photographer. Like, I know it's a Samantha Cavey piece, or, like, all of that is super, super, super important, at least to me visually, you know, when I'm looking at something, I know like, okay, you, you begin to fall in love with a certain style that someone has made and created, you know, it's no different than like music or something like that, you know, like you hear a song and you know, that's by your favorite artist or favorite guitarist or favorite rapper or whatever, because of their style and they've taken time to hone in on that. And of course, there's things like composition and all of that, which is incredibly important, you know, but um, right themes are 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 established by you know honing in on style and 
Um, I think that's incredibly important for photographers, but really just any artist in general. Makes sense. Got it. Um, so you uh, were one of the few uh, to drop a collection on Instagram. And, you know, that's that's new for all of us. And, I, and I'm really curious, you know, can you tell us more about that experience um, and also where you think uh, NFTs are going on, you know, a major uh, Web2 platform like Instagram? Yeah, so, um, you know, being the first person to do it, it was, it was a little hectic. Obviously, it, it was kind of like, you know, the, the Instagram team was wonderful, you know, but like when I first minted it like first it was like an all-day process at first and this isn't like to say instagram did anything wrong i think it was just like them figuring out uh you know how to work with creators and whatnot and since then it's gotten a lot smoother but um yeah like i i remember it was like one of the busiest days i was flying overseas and i was trying to get this i was literally getting ready to board the plane trying to get the drop started and i was talking to someone i worked it was so stressful it was it was from my phone too and i was like with who i was working with on it on instagram they were like they were like i went i was like okay i'm going to mint a collection they're like we're not ready yet i was like we have to i told people i was gonna mint it at this time and like i we we gotta do it myself in my drop mechanics and stuff so we minted it and sold out so fast that they thought that there was something wrong with the drop and so, oh my God, how many were in, in the collection? It was, um, it was fifty at a thousand dollars. It's an addition of fifty, and it was at a thousand dollars, and it went incredibly oh. well. And I think that, I think that Instagram is actually going to play a huge part in the development of NFTs. And here's why: like you have so one, like beyond the onboarding. Is simple, like the payment via credit card or with Polygon. The steps to buy an NFT on there are very, very easy. The steps to mint one are very, very easy. And soon, I don't, I think, like with the pairing, like once they get down, like the pairing of like physical and digital goods, I think you're going to see huge creators that are, that have been traditionally just Web 2 begin to use Instagram as like their way to bridge over and attempt NFTs. Like, you know, maybe mm, they'll, wow. maybe they'll do like a, a merge drop with like an NFT counterpart or something like that. Or like maybe they'll, you know, do like a digital listening party for their album release all through and the tickets will all be sold through their Instagram or something. You know, I think, that Instagram is going to play a huge part. And I think that they, they've started off on a good foot in the right foot. They've partnered with good creators. They've listened. They've mm. taken feedback well. And although, like, they've not always been everyone's favorite in Web3 and, like, you know, like, I can understand that. I, I, I do want to say, it, like, completely unbiased. I think that they're doing a, a good job. And I think that they're taking heed to a lot of good things. Love it. No, I appreciate that. It's good to hear it from someone who's, you know, worked directly with them and experienced, uh, you know, dropping there and your feedback on that. Um, I believe the NFTs are on Polygon. Uh, if that's correct, are, are people starting to bridge those over to ETH mainnet or are folks just leaving them on Polygon? What, what's kind of people's behavior, your collectors there? Yeah. So, yeah. Some have definitely been bridged over. Like you can, 
you can go to OpenSea and see my drop on Instagram, learning the handle change. So there has been some bridging over, um, and there's been some, you know, a good amount of secondary activity on ETH. Um, and it's been it's been really good. So it hasn't strictly stayed on Polygon. It's been uh, it's been a good crossover. Awesome. Um, so you did an open edition. Uh, I actually um, uh, collected one, uh, and it was uh, I believe called First Day Out. And um, I'm just curious, what you know, where do you think open editions are going? Well, why don't we? Actually, this is a good nerd alert. So um, uh, hit it, the voice. It is time for the nerd alert. Love it. All right, Isaac, you get to I get to put you on the spot and explain to everybody what an open edition is, <laughs> and then we'll then we'll talk about yours if that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, awesome. Um, so an open edition is basically um, typically a very low priced edition that is open for a certain amount of time for like minting. You know, mine was open for 24 hours. I've seen some that have been open for two minutes. I've seen some that have been open for an hour, you know, half a day. Like it just depends on the artist and what they want to do. Um, And so from my open edition first day out, I released it a year after my release date from being incarcerated. And I built it on my own smart contract on Manifold and instead of, you know, like I had op- I had been offered to do it on multiple other platforms, Nipsey Gateway, other platforms, but um, I'm very big on ownership. Um, and I do think that artists, as they grow, should be taking more control and taking the time to make sure that they own their work and their messaging and that they can redistribute funds like that would typically go to platforms and put them into other things that matter to them. So... I took the 15% that would have gone to uh, or like the 20% that would have gone to like a nifty gateway and I gave, you know, 5% to the devs and at the other 15%, I, um, I donated to the bail project in Cincinnati, Ohio, where I was incarcerated so that we could um, provide bail relief for low income individuals there in Hamilton County, which awesome. was exactly where I could not get out on bail because I was a low income individual. So, oh God, what a story! Um, thanks for sharing that. So, um, do you do you think in the future what, what kind of uh, behavior are we going to see from artists with open editions? Do you think we're going to see a lot more, or it's tailing off? Tell us kind of where you think this is going. Well, I think that I think right now. We're, we've seen a big wave of artists doing open editions the past uh, couple of months. And I think that a lot of it is experimental. I think a lot of it is artists seeing like, you know, how much of a base that they have. But I think that we'll see, I think we'll see huge open editions from some of the artists that take time to cultivate a good base and a good following um, and that have, uh, really structured and cultivated their one-of-one work, which is typically the way that I think, me personally, that I think. Oh, I think we lost you a little bit. Can you hear us? Can you hear me now? Okay. Yep, we can. A little bit. Uh Uh-oh, you're going in and out. 
who's let's see if we can get you back can you hear us hopefully you can okay i should be good now there we go we're good welcome yes my airpods died sorry Um, (laughs) okay good everything's going well for you right now so i think that me personally i think that artists should very much like focus on their one-on-one work and that you know an open edition should be a thing that is like you know put into existence and put into motion once you know the bulk majority of their work is kind of you know unaffordable for some people and and an open edition is a way to to make something that is affordable to the vast majority of your follower following and, and supporter base and you can grow your collector base a lot by doing so. So, but it's also up to the artists. You can do an open edition for any reason. It, you know, like that's just my opinion on it. Makes total sense. Appreciate it. Um, well, let's close with one last question, uh, which is, can you give any advice or thoughts to uh, newer artists who are thinking about launching a collection and it, it could be with photography in particular, but just any kind of important lessons you've learned that you want to share? Yeah, I would just say that um, you're, you're, I would just say this, like there's nothing more attractive than just excellence. Like and it doesn't matter what you do in life, like excellence will be, excellence will be what is your ticket to the top of anything. So, you know, like I, I, I see a lot of artists come into the space and they play the game and they're like very, you know, it's like, it's like they're more active here than they are like making their art. And it's an easy trap to fall into. Like this space is amazing, but it can be a rabbit hole at times, you know, but it's like, whatever you do, like do that thing if you're if you're a painter like you should be putting a bulk majority of your time to me into painting if you're a photographer go shoot if you're making music make music right because like do you want to be known at the end of your life for being like an online warrior you want to be like the best at what you do like you know you want to be the kobe Bryant or the michael jordan of like your genre so my thing is like if you're good like people are gonna see it anyways if you're passionate people are gonna see it anyways like you know, I was once told that there's nothing more attractive than fire. And like, if you're passionate about something, if you, if you have, you know, really put in that work, like people are going to come from miles around to see what you're about and what you're doing. And, you know, like excellence always attracts, you don't have to do anything. If you're that, like, if you're that good, people are going to come to figure out why you're that good anyway. So just focus on being that good. You know, I, at the end of my life, I want people to be like, you know, you know, Drift was the best photographer to ever walk this planet, you know, like, and that's subjective, Amen. right? But, like, I want to put in work, you know, to do that, where, like, if I'm not here or if I'm not online or whatever, people are like, oh, don't worry about it. Like, Drift's working. Like, when he comes back here and, and, and puts some work out, like, you know that it's, you know, it's something that's life-changing, world-changing, you know? Like, that's what I'm aiming for, you know? And I think that all artists should it. aim that high, you know? I love it. Excellence. Um, thanks for, thanks for, uh, synthesizing that for us. I appreciate it. Um, and it's, it's pretty impressive. Like, you know, you're not sitting on your laurels and, and hanging out. Um, even though you're very successful, you, you were on your way to a shoot, you know, because the weather changed and it was where you wanted to be. And, and that there's things flying through your windshield and, and now you're on a space somewhere at the airport. Cause so you can be here. I mean, it, you're working and, uh, 
it's just a tribute to uh, who you are. So, Isaac, good to have you here, brother. Um, thanks for for making time. Uh, you're always welcome on the stage. So, um, we're gonna uh, transition uh, to the next subject. Uh, would be honored if you want to stay. If you want to stick around. If you've got a got a bounce, we understand too. Um, but you're welcome to stay. Uh, if you all wouldn't mind, throw up a uh, throw up some claps uh, for Isaac. Uh, really appreciate you being here. Um, thanks so much for making time. Thanks for right, having me, Ryan. Uh, always, you're always welcome. Um, seeing some more comments from you all in the audience, uh, sharing about how you deal with burnout um, or how you avoid it. Uh, Kizzy Miyagi said, I recently had an extremely bad case of burnout that almost led me to leave the NFT space. What helped me was the extreme outpouring of support I got from all my friends I've met in Web3, as well as incorporating breathing exercises and yoga that I've learned from Babe Chez underscore ETH. Uh, so Kizzy, thanks for sharing that. Uh, Natty wife said, self-care helps for me. That's a trip to home goods, a bubble bath, a nap or lunch with a friend. I love that. Um, so keep, uh, hitting that purple comment button y'all and sharing uh, how you deal with, uh, burnout or avoid it, uh, and try to look around in the crowd and say hi to some of your friends in the, in the audience and follow them and, and reply to them. It, it, uh, it will be nice for everybody. Um, and, uh, you make some new friends. So, uh, let's kind of uh, roll to our next discussion topic. We've got uh, supply management uh, is the topic, which was recommended by Daily Doser Rob from Nifty Gateway. And, and I think this is really important. And Here's why. We've seen over the last 12 months, we've seen many projects try to increase their supply and ecosystem by minting a secondary collection or a third or a fourth. A common theme is that the total set value after the drop ends up being worth less than the single NFT drop before really kind of causes a net negative for most holders. So artists have always dealt with this problem. And this is what we were just talking to Isaac about, about supply dynamics. Uh, they want to create art, but they also don't want to dilute their supply uh, too much. And by the way, here's a fun fact. Uh, not sure if you know this, Picasso created over 13,500 paintings in his life. Right. So when you're thinking about uh, folks think about Picasso and a couple famous paintings he has, uh, but the reality is he, he made 13,000 paintings. Right. Just imagine if he was an NFT artist, <laughs> how, how more prolific he could have been. Um, so that's interesting to think about. And we saw OSF, who's the founder and artist behind Rec Guy, uh, tweeted this out recently. Uh, he said, quote, one of the biggest challenges I'm finding is doing new stuff versus keeping supply low. Last year was a lot easier because I started the year at zero supply. Need to be a billion times more thoughtful now. So here's the question I want to tackle. Uh, would love um, for some of you in the audience to request the mic and hop up, um, uh, especially if if you're an artist and you're dealing with supply and demand and and trying to uh, navigate that. Um, the question is, how can project founders who are artists manage their supply of NFTs over time? without diluting too much. Um, and uh, would really love to hear from some of you in the audience, specifically uh, folks who, who are artists. Um, Rob, this was, I believe, your uh, suggested topic. So uh, why, don't you, why don't you chime in and let us know your thoughts? Hey, Ron, can you hear me? We can. Right, welcome. Perfect. Um, yeah, thank you for the opportunity to come up and speak. Uh, also, thank you to your wonderful co-host, uh, Clemente, for doing a great job. I'm on a show daily. 
Um, yeah, this is this is a tough. This is a really tough, uh, you know, topic of discussion because I, I I feel for artists and founders when they have to deal with this. Um, you know, I, I think there are just three main points that I like to touch on. Uh, the first is, you know, as an artist, you are, you know, the artist. Um, so it's important to just follow your, you know, your gut and do what feels right. Um, you know, you can't go wrong doing that, but you can go wrong trying to please everyone. Um, and I think is, you know, it's tough for artists when they start having success in the space. Um, because just kind of like how the saying goes with great power comes great responsibility. You know, everyone looks to you to like produce once you find success in a space and it can, it can be really tough on artists. Um, mm, this, period. The, the second point I like to make is that you can do both, you know, you can kind of like explore new mediums um, and also keep supply low. So, you know, um, you know, thinking that you can't do both, um, you know, it's, I, I think it's kind of like a bad idea. Like you can do both, you know, you can explore new ways um, while mm. keeping supply low, you know, you can create new stuff and, and do it in limited releases just to kind of like test the market um, and, and see what the market thinks about it. You know, with that, with that you. being said, I think it's very important to be thoughtful in your approach and intentional about the releases, you know, uh, be mindful of the market, be mindful of the collectors, be mindful of the supply, you know, your current supply versus um, the supply that yeah. you're going to put into the market. Um, just throwing it out too fast. Right. Um, right. Yeah. I appreciate that, Rob. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, for stopping by and sharing your, your comments. Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, Isaac, how did you decide to drop 50 on Instagram? Where, where did that number come from? Drift, are you there? Hello. Welcome. Uh, he's, he's probably running around the airport, <laughs> probably shooting, uh, new, uh, uh, new shots for the collection. So drift, if you, if you can come back sometime, tell us how you decided on 50, uh, for that collection supply, um, uh, on Instagram would be interesting to know. Uh, we'll keep rolling, uh, to next hands. Uh, I see you, Ibrahim. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning, Ryan. JM for folks who are celebrating Friday today. So yeah, really happy we're having this discussion. I, I don't have a clear answer. What I really want to name is the tension because as an artist, you definitely want to be super intentional when it comes to your supply. And especially when you have a certain uh, framework that you view your work in, you want it to, and you see it appreciating in value and supply can uh, can limit its ability to grow in that way. But I think that the tension is important to name because artists and people who make a living off of their art also need consistent cash flow. So me, I'm, as an artist, I haven't dropped work on Ethereum in over a year, and I'm okay with that. But there's a lot of people who, just to survive day to day, need to sell more regularly. And so I just want to cite um, NorCal Guy, one of my favorite collectors, who... Um, talked to this really beautifully and said that editions are okay for artists, especially people who are making, trying to make it day to day, even open editions. And what they can do is help to uh, decrease the supply of one of ones that people release because they need, they need money. So it actually it. doesn't necessarily have to be antithesis to um, a, a smaller supply of one of ones. Makes sense. Thanks, Ibrahim. Appreciate you always stopping by uh, and dropping um, your opinions. Um, 
It's interesting because I was talking to Finch, who is a, a very well-known artist in San Francisco. Uh, they did uh, the um, honey bears that you always see um, if you go to that city. And he said it. he finds it kind of interesting how uh, the market doesn't seem to trust artists. Um, sort of like, oh my God, be careful. You know, don't, you know, put more supply out. It's going to hurt the collection, the overall collection's value. And it's going to hurt you as an artist. He said, you know, artists have been managing this uh, for their whole career. Like this isn't new in NFTs, right? Um, and any artist understands how to release uh, the right amount of supply to, uh, you know, um, to serve their current uh, collectors, to get new collectors, and they have no desire to destroy uh, the the value of their work, right? And so I believe we should trust artists more. Um, to make the right call because it's in their interest. I mean, they're not going to do something that hurts themselves. And, uh, and and like Drift said, I mean, you know, our artists and creators should be out creating. Um, uh, and uh, really, the more the better uh, in my mind. So I um, appreciate, um, Ibrahim, your thoughts on that. Uh, Want to read out a couple more uh, comments we're seeing from the crowd, actually. Uh, ICOB says, honestly, we've been oversaturated in the space for a long time already. Quality is going to be the driving force for whatever size collections release. If you release quality things, people will want it. If it isn't good, it doesn't matter how limited the supply is. That kind of goes back to, to Drift's comment about excellence. Um, so I appreciate that comment. Let's go next to Cuts. How you doing? Uh, good morning, Ryan. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Actually, I have a question for Drift if he has a chance because I'm a actually collected one of his editions, the Come Alive edition. I was wondering if you were going to like explain more about it and if you have any further plans with it. Let's see. I think Isaac was, uh, was struggling you, to come off could you read, Could you say that question one more time? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm, I collected one of your pieces, the Come Alive edition, and I wanted to know more about like what it's about, what it inspires you, and do you have any more ideas or plans you would like to do with it? Yeah, so for Come Alive, like Come Alive was my first edition piece. Um, it was a Times Square shot, um, and it was shot from 1540 Times Square um, straight down the glass. It's one, it's a central building in Times Square, it has an amazing reflection. Um, as far as like any other plans for it right now, uh, not particularly, but, um, it was my first edition piece and I love it. Um, so it, it, uh, it was very special to me, um, just in, in regards to it being the first edition I ever put out and, uh, one of my earlier pieces. Nice. Thanks, Isaac. Um, while we've got you, how did you decide on the 50 collection supply for the Instagram drop? Well, um, initially we thought about 100, but um, I try to fluctuate. Like I've been, I've been trying to think about supply and think about, you know, doing different edition sizes and what that might look like. Um, I had done an edition of 200 and um, I had done an open edition and this felt like, you know, going with a more limited amount of something for uh, for this would be better. And, uh, 
you know, honestly, Instagram wanted me to mint at a at a lower price point, but I was like, I think we could sell this out at, you know, even a hundred at a thousand, and so it was very much trial and error. Um, Got it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. It it's fun to know how these conversations actually uh, actually happen. <laughs> so appreciate a little uh, peek behind the curtain. Um, so let's keep going to uh, hands in a second. We've got some more comments coming from you all. Um, listening, uh, Narbash says, uh, their opinion is start with a low supply, start with true and loyal supporters, no rush quality over quantity, take your time, build your name, connect and release slowly, which is interesting. Um, I appreciate that viewpoint. Uh, try Enduro says, I think this is a tough, this is tough for artists because they just want to create. Having burn mechanisms, burning the early editions for future editions uh, would allow their ecosystems to stay smaller. Also, maybe every fo- everyone focusing on more one-of-ones or smaller drops instead of five to, ca- to 10K supplies as well. So interesting viewpoint. Uh, let's, know, let's go next to Ben. Hello, Ben. Hey, how you doing, Ryan? All right? Yeah, yeah good. Welcome. Cool, thanks. Um, I think that this kind of comes down to uh, like the whole space being really crystal clear in terms of like what it means to collect art versus what it means to collect what the space defined last year in terms of like NFTs and that whole like utility roadmap kind of, you know, merry-go-round that we all went on and the kind of level, the weight of expectation, like even to, and you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be critical of anyone that comes up and speaks on the show, but like even the idea of saying, are there any plans for it in the future? Like, it's like Drift is a f- amazing artist. And so like the plans for that in the future are for people to be able to appreciate his art and for him to continue to be creative. That's the way I look at it. And so this notion that we are in a space where there needs to be further use for something or or that you need to be careful with how many you create in order to maintain value. Like if you're really creative and you create things that people love, then, you know, you shouldn't be mm. able to put, a, you shouldn't need to put a cap on that, you know? Yeah, totally hear you. Um, and I love how you're coming uh, uh, to us again from like the countryside in England uh, or wherever you are. <laughs> you're like, birds. I'm walking in the snow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love it. Man, how awesome is that? Yeah. Everyone should be listening to daily dose while they're walking in the snow. Um, love it. But it, and Oh, good. We've got another great artist on stage now. Hey, Ed, um, uh, good to see. You. I'll be asking you some questions about this specifically, but you know, it is interesting to think about collecting art versus collecting a company's NFT. They're, they're completely different things. Right. Um, and Ben, I appreciate you pointing that out. Um, it's interesting though, because I, I do see some artists using, you know, web three native, uh, functionality to, to drive, uh, demand dynamics, right? Like you look at Damien Hurst with the currency, like kind of interesting dynamic, right? You could burn it or, uh, and get the actual physical copy, or you can keep the digital. Like that was interesting. We saw Tom Sachs do, uh, something really fun with rockets. Like literally, you know, if, if, if you burn it, you can launch it and then collect the physical piece. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, but I don't think the artists have to do any of that, right. That can just be the art. Um, so, uh, uh, appreciate the, all the various thoughts. Um, Ed, I'm going to call you out. Um, it, you're an artist th- that I love. Good to have you here. How you doing? Hi, y'all. Hey, what's good? Shout that's good. So, you, 
you just released um uh i think it was it it was a one of one on super rare but remind yeah. me you you just dropped something and i'm curious like how did you decide on the collection supply and like walk us through a little bit of your thinking on that with my one of one well yeah the one of one like oh, why yeah. a one of one and then instead of you know a collection or this or that or help us understand how you think about those things yeah so yeah everything i do is definitely with intention um and and when it comes to like a lot of my music videos or things like that like i commonly in this space i think in this space um in this ecosystem it is um some people just drop whenever they want and you know to, to each his or her their own um for me it's like i said is intention and i think in this space um i have the freedom to do things that i don't i didn't i didn't have when i was in web 2 um you know i felt like i was following a lot of formulas um being in this space um uh like what i know based off of web 2 when it comes to music and you know just music in general the value has you know is has been lowered just by consumers or you know just the, the industry and so my goal along with a lot of musicians in this space is to bring back that value like what does this mean like how do we value music as any other art and so when mm. i put my one on one on on super rare my goal was is my goal really in this in this space is of course yeah do all the things um but i also want to showcase that music um can also be fine art as well and i'm not, i know i'm not the only one latasha and so many others are like you know at that um are, are fighting for that because i think that is something um that really matters to us we we feel like music sometimes isn't valued at that um and of course i have the mm. visual aspect and so I, I you know i really want to incorporate that uh and the reason why i made it a one of one was because yeah, I just I just felt like I felt like that was uh so I, I actually did two drops mm. um when I did that. I, I did a and this was kind of <laughs> I actually I did an edition drop. Uh-huh. Um and this was during the whole I mean I guess the edition bull market, whatever is happening currently. Um but I actually did the edition because I was forced to because of the the change in in the contracts and with the open sea and something like that. So I was like, okay. Let me just do an addition. I was I was forced to, but I was like, okay, well, if I'm going to do an addition, let's have this be something um, worthwhile. And I called it like the digital dollar party, and it was very cheap. Um, but Come what I that. did, yeah, <laughs> such a I good did, name. <laughs> yeah, it was very cheap, um, and it was just like honestly just a still. Um, but pretty much how I did that was. Um, you just got that if you if you want to participate. I mean, if you wanted to, um, in, in addition, you could get it. I um, mean, I had another music, um, you know, type of music NFT, and I was like, oh, this would be really cool to, um, you know, to like play around with this and gamify it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what about if we like did a draw? So I if love you it. picked, uh, if you got an addition, then you were able to like get like uh, if you you were your your name was put in the um your wallet was put in the draw. And then you were, if you won, you got the music NFT um, for that. And then, Super so cool. I, I, that was a way of like, I guess, you know, having everyone partake in it. But mm. uh, when it came to my Super Rare drop, I, or like my one of one, I like, so when I do one of ones, I, I, especially with music NFTs, my, that the goal is still to like really showcase that music can be fine art as well. Yeah. And, I, which and, is interesting. Yeah. Cause like you said, it right now, uh, music isn't viewed as fine art. I, I would say uh, 
Uh, and so it's, it's awesome to see you pushing that as, as a new narrative. Um, and it was fun to see the visuals as well. Um, so Thank thanks for, thanks for discussing that. I'd appreciate it, man. No problem. Love the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome anytime. So, um, I've just, uh, checked the daily dose account and it appears a transmission has come through. Radio transmission. What? What happened? Where did I go? Where am I? Daily Dosers, if you can hear this, I need your help now more than ever. I don't even know where I am, but if you can find this tweet, you can... Oh my God. Okay. Y'all, we, we need your help. So it looks like the daily doser is still trapped in the future. We've got to solve these clues. Uh, so check the daily dose account. Uh, we've just received a transmission with a clue. Um, absolutely love, love, love seeing all of you daily dosers put your brains together to solve these clues. Uh, I'm in so many Twitter DM groups, y'all, where people are trying to figure this out. <laughs> it's awesome. So good luck. Let's save that daily doser. Uh, we've got, I think, eight more clues, um, and uh, and and the winner who puts it all together is going to get a guaranteed allow this spot on the project. So have fun, um, exercise those detective uh, brain skills. Um, by the way, y'all, I, I got a fun DM from Duchess yesterday, and she said that she was working on solving it with her kids, and uh, it was fun to see the kids come together and try to solve the clue too. So bring your kids in and and uh, see if they can help uh, save that daily doser. Um, all right. Well, we've only got eight minutes left in the show, um, so uh, we're going to rotate to a, another quick subject and then and then uh, and then say goodbye for the weekend. Um, appreciate everybody stopping by. Apologies, we couldn't get to all the hands, but we're going to refresh the topic uh, and we're going to go into Web three career building. So uh, I think, as all of us know, Web three is just rapidly growing and changing. Working in Web three full time can be extremely re- rewarding, but it can be very risky if it's not really managed properly. Uh, There's so many different segments to focus on, right? There's trading, there's community building, there's content, there's development, there's art, there's security, and it all takes time. And we all know like time is what we have the least of. It's our most valuable asset. So the question I want to quickly discuss, get a couple opinions on, is how do you balance building a career in Web3 while working a full-time regular job? And I'd love to hear from people that are trying to navigate this, you know, um, I think it's a it's a hard thing. Um, so let's chit chat about it a little bit. Also, would love to hear from you in the audience if you've. How are you navigating this? You know, having a job and trying to get into Web three at the same time. Um, let's go. Uh, let's go to hands. I see Flame uh, is still here and still has her hand up. So let's go to you, Flame. GM, thanks for uh, calling on me, Ryan. And GM, thank you as always for putting out amazing content. Uh, I will hit on that really quick because it's totally applicable to what I'm up to right now. But first, I just want to say thanks, Drift, for stopping by um, and appreciate you putting, helping to put photography on the map in the digital space the way you have. Um, I think, you know, it isn't overlooked at this point, but I still think it needs a lot more respect and credit for the art form that it is. And you're definitely helping elevate it, no pun intended, um, in a literal and figurative sense. And you're also an inspiration to a lot of us who are daily trying to figure out how to push through hopefully not the intense level of adversity you've had to deal with recently and in the past. Um, but it's just an inspiration, you know, like knowing your story 
Um, so I just want to say huge respect to you and, uh, you're definitely on my grail list. If I ever get there, I'll be super stoked to have a where my vans go. Um, and on the real quick, just want to touch on the artist thing. Um, I think the artist's responsibility to the collector ends at point of sale period. Um, you know, uh, unless you are offering utility that people expect you to deliver on the utility is the art. And that's the end of the conversation, in my opinion. Um, and we should appreciate the art as simply for the fact that it exists. And if we're what, if we're able to collect it or not, Amen. Um, but to yep. get, and that's just to really echo, you know, a lot of the sentiment that I've already heard from everybody else today, which appreciate is really, really, yeah, sorry. Um, I'm a little caffeinated, Ryan. I apologize. <laughs> that's um, a good thing. Well but done. I don't want to, I don't want to get away from the topic that you uh, allowed me to speak on, which is, uh, that balancing Web3 and an IRL gig is uh, a tricky thing. I'm learning how to navigate it myself. You know, I'm diving in, I'm diving back into content creation. And um, part of the reason that I'm doing the morning spaces is so that I can do my IRL gig later on in the day. And it's a 10 hour a day job minimum, um, typically. Um, and it's deadline driven, it's very demanding. And it's part of the reason I'm still in on, I'm still trying to navigate like, how to dox myself without upsetting my employers. Um, Cause I don't want them thinking that um, me busting my tail uh, trying to get into web three is interfering mm. with my work. Yeah. Gosh, it's, um, I'm not that getting must... that balance. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good, it's, it's a good reason to be anon. Honestly, you know, I've, I've been hard on anonymous people in the space before um, that are pro running projects, but it's being anon and, uh, is a good, is a great way to help you navigate the job plus trying to onboard, uh, as you go. So appreciate it, flame. Um, thanks for, for pointing that out. Let's go next to Martin. Hello, Martin. Hey GM. Thanks for, uh, thanks for GM, having GM. me on, Ryan. Uh, I, I really like this topic because, um, I just, I just talked to Joe O'Rourke, a uh, bunch you that's like, um, you know, he, he has a crazy story about how he's working on, the Starbucks Odyssey program right now. And that all came from being at the right place at the right time and eventually like transitioning his whole career into Web3. And I'm kind of like at this um, tipping point too, where, you know, I have my marketing agency, but I'm getting more and more involved in the space. And I would say the thing that's been helping the most for me is creating content so I get to learn from it. And then eventually that will build up the connections that will open up new opportunities for you guys in the future. Uh, that's kind of been my two cents and eventually it doesn't have to be like you're taking this huge risk to quit your job but like you're just putting yourself out there so that um you know the right opportunities come and serendipity may does his its job i like yeah that's a great point and actually uh we've seen a lot of people you know get involved with spaces for instance uh hop up on stage add value and then uh you know folks start noticing and then over time saying hey well why don't you uh you know, why don't we work together? Um, seems like you have a skill set that would be perfect for us. So, uh, Martin, appreciate you pointing that out. Um, I love your little uh, diamond eyes, Moonbird. Um, she's cute. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Um, we're about to run out of time. We probably have uh, time for one more uh, quick comment. Uh, let's go to MTK. Hello. MTK, you there? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm here. I was just pressing the wrong buttons. Hi, Ryan. <laughs> hello, Hi. welcome. Hi, Daily Dozer. Daily Dozer. I want to send a big shout out to Isaac first, uh, because my comment will relate to what he said about excellence. 
what I do to make sure I can uh, satisfy my Web 2 and Web 3 activities is I try to apply excellence as much as possible. For instance, on my Web 2 job, I'm paid for 37 hours, but I can finish everything in half of the time. And that gives me leverage for my Web 3 activities. Love it. Um, appreciate you stopping by. I think it's the first time you've been on the stage, so thanks for being a, a, a loyal yeah. Daily Dose listener. Well, appreciate you. First time, first time on the stage, part of Daily Dose uh, Romania squad, which uh, many of them are here in in the audience every single day. Awesome. And we appreciate we appreciate that you managed to grow to bring us all together worldwide. And Amen. I think all yeah, I think and I wish that all these local Daily Dose communities there will be a funnel towards the bigger Daily Dose project. Amen. Yeah, I, I just love seeing uh, Daily Dose global communities pop up and, and I cannot wait to see you all continue to grow and start to do IRLs and, and uh, you know, continue to build out this true global community. Um, it obviously makes my heart sing. Um, so thanks for stopping by. We are out of time, y'all. Um, quick reminder, uh, the show's on Spotify. Make sure to... Um, uh, head over there if you want to listen to the pre uh, the past episodes. Uh, don't forget on Monday, uh, I've got a, a, some really fun guests. National Lampoon and Jimmy Eath are stopping by, so it's going to be a lot of fun uh, to hear about uh, the future of of comedy in Web three. We're going to discuss that. Um, should be a lot of fun. And those of you who are in the tri-state New York City area. Uh, hope to see you tomorrow um, at the meetup. If you can't make it, we we, we love you and we'll see you on the show. Uh, but everybody uh, have a wonderful weekend. Thanks so much for for stopping by and, and hanging out with us. Uh, so fun to have Drift on. I hope he gets his windshield re- repaired and is, is okay. Um, and uh, thanks to Mintify and Lucky Trader for being our amazing sponsors and supporters. Uh, thanks to Clemente, my co-host, and uh, everybody else in The Voice included. Uh, supporting the show you all are the best um Clemente, why don't you uh, take us out with some tunes absolutely and any uh london daily dosers there's a meetup happening on the 26th details are pinned up at the top uh so cool to see all this stuff happening i think there's a southeast meetup happening soon as well in the u.s so awesome you guys have a phenomenal weekend and uh let's take it out some tunes